I know we're sort of having fun talking about granola and, and sort of my trials and tribulations over the last couple of months, but I think in all sincerity, there's, there's really good life lessons around this. I think we touched upon them last time, especially as it pertains to leadership. Set your goal in a way that is clear. Chunk it out into very attainable tasks. Try and make it simple. Try and find a way to make it fun. Do something that you can find a deeper motivation for, or at least some sense of motivation. And when you have most of those, if not all of those ingredients, it, it tends to be a recipe for success, whether you're trying to build, again, a product, a company, or just a batch of granola. Hi, this is Joshua Spodek, and this is Leadership in the Environment. You're not the only one who cares about your impact enough to act. You're part of a global community undeterred by people saying, if others don't change first, then what I do doesn't matter, and other excuses. We've read the science. We can do this. This show is about personal responsibility, acting, and improving your life by your values. As guest after guest says, the challenge was hard, but thank you for getting me to do it. I wish I'd done it earlier. Listen on for leaders to inspire you. Hear their struggles. And then act. Go to joshuaspodick.com slash podcast to commit to a public, personal challenge of your own. You're not alone, and you don't have to wait for others. I'm going to keep this introduction quick. This is Jeff in my next conversation about his ongoing challenge of making these granola bars. And you'll hear there was some luck. There's some things that he did. I think he achieved the goals he was setting out for himself, but hasn't yet made the granola bars. As you'll hear, and actually this is a lesson in project management as it's become. And a friendship growing. It's kind of cool. Anyway, here's Jeff. Welcome to the Leadership in the Environment podcast. This is Joshua Spodak. I'm here with Jeff Kirshner. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm well, Joshua. How are you? I'm very good. And you were one of the gracious people who took an episode 1.5. And I think it's one of the valuable things for listeners because most people don't just, you know, you hear all these leaders and stuff. They're like, oh, just do this. And, you know, and I don't think most of them, it's as easy as it sounds. And I think it's it's great to hear the human side of things of how it's it, these things are challenging. You're absolutely right. They are challenging. And at the end of the day, like it takes time to create anything of quality, whether it's a podcast or a product or uh, you know a company. Like patience really is a virtue. Yeah, and and on top, and what happens in those time is like mistakes, and you take on challenges and realize, oh, I can't do that, and then you realize there's a different way of doing it, or you have to reframe things. And people talk about fail, fail, fail. And most people hide those failures and, you know, you talk about it, but then people don't actually, when it actually happens, it's much easier to keep it inside than to share it. I appreciate that you shared it. I, not that I'm, I'm not saying you failed, except in the sense of like, it's a learning experience. You know, that's funny. I actually think of it the complete opposite way. I don't find it easy to keep inside. In fact, I find it soothing to share it. Now, maybe that's just a difference in personalities, um, but like the thought of bottling up uh, and holding it in. I almost can't hold it in. I'm taking notes. Because, <laughs> yeah, for me, it's it's easier to act like it didn't happen. And most of my life, that's been my default. And it, le- learning not to be that way is not easy, although beneficial. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're all wired differently, right? So my default has always been, and maybe to overshare, frankly. Uh, or maybe, I, I don't know, maybe there's some sort of subconscious, you know, appeal for, 
you know, sympathy or someone to lend an ear. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, typically when I run up against a challenge or if I failed or if I'm struggling, I am not keeping it to myself. Well, I should have had you on the podcast earlier. <laughs> so how did things go since last time we spoke? Well, as a reminder, the last time we spoke, I had mentioned that I had failed in our attempt, or excuse me, in my attempt to make homemade granola. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how, <laughs> how life works. So about three hours ago, I went into Whole Foods and the last thing on my mind was our podcast and granola. I just happened to go into Whole Foods because I needed to listen to a, a film recording of something my team had made before submitting it for an application. And that was the quickest place I could just go and grab a Wi-Fi network and sit down and get some work done. Huh? And all of a sudden, the calendar pop-up happened. Podcast <laughs> with Joshua. And uh-huh. I thought, I haven't yet done the granola. Uh-huh. But what do you know? Here I am in a place that I am sure I can find the ingredients for granola. I know that I got oats there, yeah. And you can get them in bulk. Which is exactly what I did. So I am pleased to report that I now have not all of the ingredients that I thought I was going to get to make granola, but I have the basics for granola. And I will tell you that like, I learned a couple of things just in that store. First of all, I kind of laughed to myself. Like, what are the odds that, Boy, did I get lucky. Yeah. It's totally. It was, it was absolutely like, boy, did I get lucky. I was saved by a calendar notification. Mm-hmm. Right. You said your calendar for three hours ahead? It probably was closer to an hour. You know, I okay. went in there three hours before, but okay. like, but sure enough, I thought like, okay, here I am. You know, last time we talked about like having the motivation, having the ability, mm-hmm. a sense of urgency, right? Making it fun and simple. Yeah. Right. That's and all of a sudden, most. like my surroundings were such that, it was simple and it was fun and I wasn't rushed. And was I going at that point, was I, did I know that I wasn't going to be able to come back to you and say like, I have now spent two hours in my home, you know, baking this delicious granola. Like, no, I I wasn't in a position where that was going to happen, but I kind of had fun with it. And I thought, well, what do you know? Like here I am and I'm in a position to do what I said I was going to do. And this is the first step. We, We also talked about breaking things into chunks. Yeah. 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 So I think that this was, I don't remember exactly what the full deliverable was, but I think it was just to get it at home so it would be there. You know what? I'm not sure what it is either, but I'm going to take your word for it because that makes me look a little bit better. And so (laughs) that is precisely what has happened. Now, to make things even funnier, I should say, or, or it's not funny necessarily, but it's just like, you know, funny how the world works. You know, I'm building a startup that's all about cleaning the planet. And the last thing I ever want to use is a plastic bag. But I was not expecting to go shopping. So here Uh I am in Whole Foods with no bags in need of bulk granola. And the only Uh thing that's available for me to walk away with is a plastic bag. Mm -hmm. Now, they claim on the bags, it's one of those green, in fact, I have it right here with me. Here it is. So look, right here. So (laughs) they claim that these bags are, you know, I believe biodegradable. I'm I'm not sure if they are or they're not. Like I typically would never, ever do that, but I did. And I will reuse it and I'll probably, you know, pick up some litter with it or reuse it for something else. But here I am with the ability to make homemade granola. So on the plastic bag, I have a suggestion that maybe next time. Go for it. Is that, and I'm not sure how how you would view this, 
But people commonly get plastic bags. If you look around Whole Foods, you'll see plastic bags that are scattered all over the place that people grab them off and maybe they put a fruit in it and something happens and they just leave a plastic bag. And even if you don't want to get ones off the ground, they're usually like lying in the, in the produce. I don't know what people are doing. And to me, if I get something out of the trash and use it, I will use things that are not, uh, that I wouldn't use if I caused new demand. Yeah. So I don't have to get it off the roller. So it's interesting that you're bringing this up. I noticed because I was in the bulk section that somebody had filled a bag with what I can only guess were chocolate malt balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I like how you don't even dignify that, the, whatever they are, you don't dignify them with like a, a real name or like, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like candy. I think candy is fresh fruit is so much better. And so if you're, Referring to it in a way of like, it's like not up to fresh fruit. I, I'm with you. I'm not sure if that's what you're getting at. No, that's not what I was getting at at all. I actually uh, love a good candy bar in addition to fresh fruit. No, I only because I don't know the brand name of a malt ball. Whopper. Yeah, but when they're in bulk, I don't think that, I don't, you know, I don't think it's... Oh, okay, yeah. So anyway, and I have, um, you know, maybe in years past, I would have in a bulk section, like grabbed a malt ball just to satisfy a chocolate craving. But in the last couple of years of my life, I have, I I can't remember what woman said this and it was such a beautiful articulation, but she said, um, live an integrous life. Mm -hmm. And so I've really tried to do that in moments where like, I may have before, like maybe I would have sampled by taking a malt ball, but like, you're not supposed to do that. And so I was like, I'm not touching it. But I did notice that somebody had left a bag on the side of the bulk malt ball section area Mm -hmm. that I could have used. And so Maybe next time I will. Now, I I happen to know this from speaking to a Whole Foods manager and seeing this in action. They throw those out. It might be a state-by-state state law, but my understanding is that the rule is that once it's out of the container, they have to throw it out. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, and, I uh, don't understand it, but I understand it. Yeah, I mean, some sanitary law. There's some law somewhere, I'm sure, that does that. Yeah. Although, actually, a, a friend of mine, has he goes to grocery stores in his neighborhood to pick up you know, the stuff that they're going to, the produce that they're going to throw out. Yeah. And he found a nonprofit. First, he was just going to do it and collect that and give it to play, uh, homeless people. I'm not sure how he's, he was going to give it to needy people. And there happens to be a good Samaritan law that limits the liability or make for people can, you can do that. Like a lot of people think that you can't, but you can. And then he found a nonprofit that uh, he can work through. And so now he goes to them and he, he even gets them a tax deduction for donating the stuff. See, there's always, there's always a better way. Well, you got to get started somehow. That's right. So yeah, next time you're there, there's just empty bags. I mean, they're always there. And I don't know what people are doing that they're just like scattering bags around when the beach is already covered with plastic, but I don't know. Well, apparently they're foraging for mall balls. Yeah. <laughs> that one was full. I mean, there was all, there's also empty ones. Okay. So now you got the stuff at home. Yeah. And it sounds like you got most of the ingredients, but not all. So oats and probably like raisins and nuts. Or- no, the, the beauty is, is that I thought about it in my head, what I have at home already. So I already have almonds. I already have raisins and I already have honey. And the one thing I was thinking about doing was like coconut flakes, mm-hmm. but I might just keep it simple. So I said again, I was saying not that adding coconut flakes is that much more complex, but you know, I think that four ingredients, look, this is my first time doing this. So I, I'd like to, set myself up for success. I think oats, nuts, raisins, and, you know, a bit of a, what I would call like a cereal uh, flake or 
or granola is, is a good start. Yeah, I think when I asked my mom, who is expert at cooking bread, to help me get started making bread, first thing she said was, don't go for yeast at the beginning, go for an Irish soda bread, which uses baking soda. And that's chemistry instead of biology and much easier because mm. baking soda doesn't vary with, you know, yeast is like, I mean, she's got these yeasts growing in her fridge from Alaska and San Francisco for sourdough. And she's like, that takes a lot of effort. Start with the soda bread. So start with, if you, my recommendation based on that is, you know, start with simple and, and then build in the varieties, you do it more. Well, I think, you know, if I know we're sort of having fun talking about granola and, and sort of my trials and tribulations over the last couple of months, but I think in all sincerity, there's, there's really good life lessons around this. And I think we touched upon them last time, especially as it pertains to, you know, leadership, you know, set your goal in a way that is clear, chunk it out into very attainable tasks, try and make it simple, try and find a way to make it fun do something that you can find a deeper motivation for, or at least some sense of motivation. And when you have most of those, if not all of those ingredients, it, it tends to be a recipe for success. Whether you're trying to build, again, a product, a company, or just a batch of granola. Feeling inspired? Do you like hearing others acting that you're not alone? Go to joshuaspodek.com slash podcast to hear other interviews but even more valuable, join the growing community of people who care enough to act, not just talk. Read the list of people who have taken on personal challenges and then commit to one yourself. Don't be surprised if you end up loving it, changing more, and finding people following you without you even trying. That's what happens when you improve your life by living by your values. All right, so I want to follow up this. I'm glad you took it in a more broad sense and in a personal growth sense, if that's the right direction to call it, or the right name to call it. And you also, so I'm also curious, what's the emotional journey here and also relational? I, I think that there's a daughter involved. So are you asking about the emotional journey of what I've just done with, with our task? Yeah. Well, I think it was, we talked about how we all feel so busy and even trying to, you know, wedge in a rather simple task can just get left behind or forgotten about. It certainly did in my case. And so the emotional journey for me has really been one of like, oh, I can definitely get that done. And then like, uh-oh, I haven't gotten that done yet. Uh-oh, time's wasting. Uh-oh, I missed the deadline. Okay, I get a second swing at it. Uh-oh, time's wasting. Uh-oh, I'm not going to make it. Okay, I get a third swing at it. And then I'm almost saved by the bell in a way. Saved by luck. Saved by luck. And... You know, there are so many different ways that you can approach a situation like that when, frankly, the shit hits the fan, right? I could have sent you a note and said, hey, man, I'm not going to be able to make the podcast at 530. It's not going to work for me. Or, uh, you know, hey, man, I'm running 20 minutes late. Like, there's a million things I could have done. But I think it just comes down to, like, owning it. Like, whether you do it right or you do it wrong, like, just owning it. And you either reap the reward or you suffer the consequences. And either way, it's an opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think something you didn't mention is to have accountability, which came for me from the outside. That I think that that, did you mention accountability? Because no. I think that, and a deadline. No, I didn't, but it's critical. It's so, and having like, 
whether it's an accountability partner or some way that the accountability, like whether you can hold that accountability yourself or you need external help, um, I think it's really important. So are you glad you've done this? I mean, we're only partway through. It's not something you really need to do. Is it something that you're glad you've done or is it kind of a nice to do or, or are you like really glad? Well, you just said it's not something I really need to do. In fact, I actually think of it as something I really need to do. Not for you or for anybody else, but just for me. So what's the need coming from? A sense of, uh, that's a great question. Like what comes to mind is two things. One, a sense of commitment and follow through. But perhaps the bigger need, and maybe this is a more deep rooted, you know, need on my end is like um, a need not to disappoint you and myself. Like I said, I was going to do it. And so until I do it, I will be disappointed. And that's not a healthy driver, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it can be a motivator. When I do this, my goal is to make, give the person an opportunity to to do something for their, what's driving them about the environment. Because I I try to start off with asking, what does environment mean to you? And in this case, it seems to have transferred into doing something for me. Although the choice of making granola didn't come from me. That came from you. Yeah. But it did have something to do with the environment, right? This all started with not buying individually wrapped granola bars. Yeah. Is that still part of it? Or is it, uh, has, that, has that kind of fallen by the wayside? That's a good question. It has not fallen by the wayside, but it is not at the moment the driving factor. It, it, what it has become is sort of like a, a benefit, like an extra benefit. Mm-hmm. The task of like accomplishing the task for me is the primary driver at this point. So this is interesting how this has evolved. It's it's turning into like a project management issue or a <laughs> it totally challenge. Is. And budding friendship. For people don't know. I don't know if people know. We have not yet met in person, but now we've talked a whole bunch of times. This is true. <laughs> and with other people, I, it sounds like you haven't, like since the last time we've spoken, it's kind of probably been out of your mind. It, do I remember right that you have a daughter that you were going to make this with or for? And there's going to be a Thanksgiving event that it might get involved with? Yeah. So that's exactly right. Not just my daughter, but my son as well. And so- you know, I see that as, like we said, this is the first step. Now I have the, I have taken the first step and I've accomplished that so that I can have something for Thanksgiving. So I think now the thing to do is to schedule a fourth conversation, or I guess make this, this if this was two, then that would be third. The last one being 1.5. This is, this is how geeks talk and think. <laughs> We're going to annoy all your listeners. They're going to get tired of hearing the saga, or maybe not. Maybe this is interesting. The saga of the, the granola. Well, a lot of episodes with others are hour-long episodes, and ours are pretty short. So, and I might even combine them into put them together. That could be kind of cool, almost like a uh, one episodic episode that uh, just quickly takes us through the story of <laughs> of this challenge. The literati. Well, no, it's not that your company's just you. So it's Jeff's Jeff's family's granola challenge. Yeah. My family doesn't even know about it yet. Oh, really? Oh, so I'm curious. So now you have the oats. I just saw them in your hand. Yeah. So uh, are they going to be like left out on the counter? I would put the ingredients out like so that people would be like, Daddy, what's that? Well, that's the accountability, right? So you put out the baking tray. You put out the honey. You put out the oats. You put out the maybe coconut flakes, raisins. <laughs> and suddenly it's a prompt for a conversation. And action. And action. Yeah. You know, my mom always put in um, uh, dried apricots. I, that was some a treat that I always loved. Interesting. It's a, I don't think I've had that in granola. Yeah, she put, like, there were lots of raisins, but only a few. Like, those were like a once-a-bowl discovery. Yeah, well, the balance is everything. 
<laughs> Whether or not I actually make good granola is a whole another episode, but this is just the act of getting it done. They may be well, awful. I expect that the first one's whatever however however tasty the first one is, the fifth one will taste better. I, I certainly would hope so. Yeah. Well, should we schedule should we close this conversation and then and then talk again maybe after Thanksgiving? It feels like a natural uh time to do that. Okay. So let's wrap up this time. All right. Um uh, I always close with anything Anything left to say before we wrap up. I don't think so. If I don't speak to you before the holiday, maybe it's time for me to wish you a happy holiday. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you too. All right. To you I as look well. forward to uh, happy times with your family and especially happy tasty granola with your family. <laughs> Likewise. Oh, wait, it's not just granola. It's granola bars. Yeah. So it's going to be, um, I keep thinking granola, but granola bars. I can't wait to taste one of Jeff's granola bars. Clearly, I have to mail you one. <laughs> well, or sometime you're in New York. We, we, Living in New York, I just, I don't know if this is me being spoiled, but I just, if I wait long enough, everyone shows up eventually. I will definitely show up eventually. Well, I look forward to it. All right, so let's talk again after Thanksgiving. We'll schedule it after we hang up and we'll talk to you then. Okay. Bye-bye. I think the episode speaks for itself. We're seeing project management from the outside. This is what it looks like, how it's evolving. It's kind of cool to see the friendship growing or to feel a friendship growing. In the meantime, I can't wait for Thanksgiving. We'll talk soon after. Did you feel inspired too? Then act. Go to joshuaspodak.com slash podcast and click to commit to your personal challenge so you can inspire others. Value means better and worse, and living by your values means living better by your values. You may struggle at first, but it's the hero's journey from living by others' values to living by yours. People say that little things add up. I won't argue against it, but what I find counts is acting. Doing something, anything, starts that mindset shift from the debilitating others should act first or making excuses to the empowering I can make a difference and living by my values improves my life. I don't have to wait for others to act first. I'm looking for leaders, people who will bring what works here in this podcast to communities I haven't reached. Billions of people want to change their behavior. There's room for leadership from personal leadership of just yourself to whatever scale you want. Start by acting and changing yourself. Go to joshuaspodak.com slash podcast and commit to your personal challenge.